How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? David here, and today I'm hosting another two-minute drill. Today I'm joined with Greg and Brian, and we'll just run down our usual first, second down, third, and fourth downs as well. And as usual, for our first down, what did you guys take away from this last week in the NFL? And I'll start with Greg on this one. Well, the one thing that I took away from this last week in the NFL was that uh, backup QBs aren't so bad. You had Geno Smith, Mike White, Cooper Rush, Trevor Simeon, all stepped up and ended up getting wins for their team, uh, all being backups. And uh, it really showed that, especially, I think, Cooper Rush, uh, out of everything, um, I think Simeon was the only one that came off the bench, but the other three started. But Cooper Rush just really showed that, that he has what it takes. First career start. Uh, he's been a backup for years. But I was really impressed. And I, and I think that this is the year of, of the backup or the rookie. Some of the rookies are doing pretty good and some backups. So that's what I got. Yeah, and that's perfect. And I'll kind of cover that in my little section too. But I'll hand it off to Brian real quick so he can do what he wants to do with this. Um, I was actually just going to build off what he said. A little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, Mike White had a great game, and uh, I think he's gone. He he left the Jets in a position where uh, Zach Wilson's injured, but now they kind of have to decide: are they going to start Wilson White? Because I mean, against a solid Cincinnati team, he threw for what was it four over over four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and I mean that's some really good stats for a backup. Yeah, definitely, and. Again, like I said before, I was going to play off that as well in the sense that the Cleveland Browns probably should have sat Baker Mayfield again this week and probably should for a good amount of time the rest of the season, mainly because if if you want him to be your future quarterback, at least for the next few years, you don't want him to get seriously injured or even more injured than he already is. And while, yes, Case Keenum, although he didn't put up spectacular numbers in the game that he started against the Broncos, he still did pretty solid. So, yeah, for me, it's just I would want them to protect their essentially their guy for the next couple of weeks at least. So, anyways, moving on to topic two, we have... One player that we would want people to watch out for this week. I'll start off with Brian on this one. Uh, I got Julio Jones. Um, I mean, with Derrick Henry out, that Titans offense like completely is going to have to change what they're used to doing. I mean, he was the backbone of that whole team. Now, uh, pretty serious foot injury, surgery, he's going to be out. So I don't think they're going to trust their backup running backs to do the workload that Henry did. So I think they're going to be uh, looking to throw the ball a lot more. And when you look at uh, Jones, I mean, since he's been traded, I think he's had 300 or so yards, not great numbers, not a lot of targets. So I think uh, this week he's going to get targeted a lot more than what he has the last three or four weeks. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree on that one, but – I think the Titans – didn't the Titans pick up Adrian Peterson today as well? I actually didn't hear about that, did they? Yeah, he he was signed to the practice squad, so um, he uh, he signed the backup, I guess, or the full-time running back as of like 4 o'clock today. So. Yeah, I I knew that they signed him not that long ago, I knew, and I knew it was sometime today. 
Anyways, Greg, what do you got? I want to go with a team rather than a particular person. I know we all mix and match that throughout the uh, thing of, but I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I think their four and four record does not necessarily show their upward trajectory. And that statement when they had against the Chargers, 27 to 24, uh, I just think that if you look at the statistics of the rookie QBs, Mac Jones is outplaying every rookie quarterback. He's leading in almost every single category. And I just think that as he gets more used to doing that, you know, running that Patriots offense and Belichick gets a little bit more comfortable with his decision-making, uh, I think that they have just an upward trajectory. What else? I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs this year, but I think they're going to have a lot more wins than expected. Yeah. I, sorry, what were you going to say, Brian? I agree with that. Because, I mean, I think they're going to have a good year this year. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the Patriots are doing a lot better than most people were expecting. And Belichick is, I think, showing that he can be the coach that everyone thinks at least think he can be or he's living up to the hype that he's portrayed for himself when Brady was there and he can do it with just about any quarterback. Anyways, moving down to our second down and for our topic one, for our college football fans out there, uh, our first question for this will be, can Cincinnati make the NCAA uh, college football playoffs and what are your thoughts on the first playoff rankings and i'll start with greg on this one i think they can make the playoffs but it's going to be extremely hard going down the final stretch if they lose one game or even if they win a very tight game against an opponent that is not you know necessarily that good you've got tulsa usf coming up on the 12th SMU on the 20th, Eastern Carolina on the 26th, and then the AAC title game on December 4th. If any of those are even slightly tight games, I, I, I just don't see it. And you're going to have to have, you know, possibly Michigan State lose. You're possibly going to have to have Ohio State lose one more, maybe even Alabama and Georgia, if that, depending on if they go into the title game. I just don't see being that way and which is really it's interesting that the ap poll and the coaches poll can have them at second but then the playoff rankings have them at at sixth so i, I don't know I mean, they can do it but it's it's a lot of other variables are going to have to happen for that to for them to get mm -hmm. yeah uh brian do you have anything to say on this not much of a college football guy, but uh, I got to agree with Edge. It's going to be tough for them to make it. Uh, good for them, though, because I don't think anybody thought they were going to be doing what they were doing this year. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I was surprised that they were even ranked second for most of the season up until the most recent uh, playoff uh, rankings came out. So, yeah, for their first time being ranked as high as they are, I think that they've had a pretty impressive season. And so I've got not much to add on to that other than what was previously stated. So moving on to our second topic tonight. I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but Von Miller was recently traded. And how do you guys think that will affect the NFC West race? And I'll start with Brian on this one. Um. Well, I'm always a great player, and but 
I don't know if it's going to really affect the race too much. It's a great race just because, you know, it's between the Rams, Cardinals. It's neck and neck right now. Cardinals just have that divisional win. Um, I mean, he's going to a great defense. You got Aaron Donald, Ramsey. So I'm sure he's going to be seeing his stats go up because on the Broncos, he was kind of, you know, the only big name on that line. So he was kind of expected to, you know, go out, get sacks, get pressures, and he hasn't been that productive the last year or two. Fair enough to say. Greg, what do you got? I mean, in what, like uh, seven games so far this year, he's had four and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss, and nine QB hits. Um, you know, with, with Donald and his his pass rush is um, pretty high up there ranking-wise. So if you have Donald and Von Miller at the same time, you know, you have Leonard Floyd in there at linebacker, I see this being a, a, a nice little addition that could be the difference between a two-yard gain versus a 10-yard gain. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I feel like with Von Miller's case, it's kind of like one of those cases where on the team that he was on, being the Broncos, being the lead guy, he, he was no longer that guy anymore. A, because of his age, and B, he was really, like, the only option that they had because of Bradley Chubb going down not the, a couple weeks ago. And so being that he's not the sole focus of the defense, being that shared between Aaron and the other guys that Greg mentioned, I think that Von Miller will definitely pick up in productivity in that sense. So it could very much well be a big difference in the NFC West, but it could also be, very much, he's just kind of there. It can go think, either way. And I think Sean McVay has really done a great job of, of bringing out talent out of guys that maybe people thought were a little bit um, past their prime or, or weathered a little bit. And so I, I think with, you know, and I, I honestly put Sean McVay in, I'd say, the top five or five or six coaches in the NFL right now. And so I think that it's going to be surprising. He's going to add a lot more to that team than people give him credit for. And I think that's what I was kind of trying to get at, too, as well, myself. Anyways, and Brian kind of mentioned this earlier on in the episode, but uh, how does the Derrick Henry injury not only affect the team of the Titans, but affect the AFC playoff race as a whole? Greg, you want to start on this one? I think I'm going to curtail on what there was that was said earlier by Brian that Julio Jones and a lot of others are going to have to step up. Um, A.J. Brown, I think that adding Adrian Peterson, he's going to be a little bit better than people expected. And, and uh, I see some tight games coming down the stretch, not as much as you know, when you have Derek Henry. He's almost ran for almost 1,000 yards already so far. So um, it's a big loss, but we'll see if, uh, if they can weather that. Yeah, definitely. Uh Brian, you got anything to add into what you'd already said before? We've already kind of talked about, like, just the team. I'll look at more just the general playoff picture. I mean, in their division, it's pretty much just them and the Colts, and they got a, already a decent lead on the Colts. In terms of that division, I don't think it's going to really affect, you know, who wins. I think Titans are going to lock that division down, get home field advantage in the playoffs. But uh, in terms of wild cards and stuff, I'm curious to see, like, you know, Colts, they're in there, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, all of them. So I'm curious to see if uh, 
the Colts end up playing a little more and uh, if maybe they can squeak out a win on their second uh, game against the Titans later this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it will definitely affect both the team and the playoff race. Kind of more than people might kind of... Sorry. Uh, Not as much as many people may think, but also at the same on the other side of the coin in the sense that they probably won't go as deep into the playoffs if they make the playoffs as one might have expected with Derrick Henry at the lead running back position. So that's all that I really have in that sense. Now on to the third down, and Greg has been loving this team for a while, and this is the recap of last week's game, the Packers and the Cardinals. However, before we get to Greg, I would like to start with Brian on this. Uh, first, I'd like to say that was a great game. Came right down to the wire. Um, and I was almost surprised. I had the Cardinals winning that. Uh, both quarterbacks played great, but uh, I don't know what was going on with A.J. Green on that last play because this was not looking for the throw to come to him. Big hits. It was uh, only a three-point game, so that's all I got. Yeah, definitely. And – Let's move on to Greg, who's been super high on the Arizona Cardinals. Well, let me put it this way. The Arizona Cardinals intercepted the Arizona Cardinals throw by Kyler Murray. I mean, Douglas was on Arizona's practice squad three weeks ago. To say that he didn't understand or know some of the pass routes and some of the stuff like that was going on, I just think is uh, a little, I don't want to say fishy because I'm going to say there's anything like that. It's just when, when I found out that he have been signed off the practice squad that just your guy knew what he was doing. Obviously, um, I think that the Packers should have won that. If you've reviewed that play in the end zone, I think that they were in. I think that that would have ended the game a lot sooner or possibly given a, a different run rundown of – because if they would have scored that, Cardinals would have had three minutes left to play. So, I don't know. Green looked like he was uh, – already retiring by the time he'd gotten in the end zone. That's that's He just wasn't there. I don't think he thought that the ball was coming to Douglas. I, I, I think I read that the way that Green looked at Douglas, thought, okay, they're not throwing over here, so he didn't even try to look to see if the ball was coming. Uh, disappointing, but I don't think that, uh, that the Ayers and Cardinals are done. Who else is but they can? Uh, Kyler Murray is still my MVP pick for what's going on moving. Oh, yeah. I'll give you credit. I think it was just more of one bad mistake than – just the overall game being bad on A.J. Green's part. But it was overall an exciting game. I mean, any game that both teams were scoring and the deciding factor was three points is an exciting game to watch and pay attention to, depending on how it plays out and what your interests are in. So now that we covered that, we're going to come back to the Packers again. But in this sense, we're going to go to our fourth down and break down the game of this week, being the Packers versus the Chiefs. Greg, what are your thoughts on this game of the week? I'm a little tossed up because Green Bay honestly shouldn't be 7-1. and one. They really shouldn't. The Bengals, that game was just a travesty. Um, obviously, the game against the Cardinals could have been a lot different. I think that they, they're – squeaking out wins and and i don't think their record actually shows how how i don't want to say how bad they are but how flawed they are right now so but on the same aspect 
have enough foreign for Kansas City. You know, I, I listened to ESPN radio this morning and they were talking about the Cubs and how the Cubs, and you know, five years ago today won their first World Series in 108. How they were so stacked as far as a team. How many championships could they win? And you thought this about Kansas City when they won the you know, Super Bowl and then came back last year to win or to be in the Super Bowl. How many championships can this team win? And now we're talking about really well, remember that one time that Kansas City had all those people on the team, and Kelsey and Hill, and and then they just couldn't execute. And that's what's happening right now. Kansas City is just not executing. Like I, I've talked about this before. This is the Lamar Jackson syndrome. I honestly think that people have kind of figured out Mahomes a little bit, and they kind of know what he's going to do and how he's going to run it and how he's going to throw it. And so there's those cracks in the side of it he has. The biggest thing that Kansas City has against him right now versus Green Bay is that Green Bay has six turnovers so far. Kansas City has 17. Kansas City has 44 penalties versus Green Bay's 20. Obviously, they can't. Kansas City can't help themselves. They, they, they can't do anything right to, to get to where they need. I, I'm saying that this is a squeaker in Green Bay's favor, and it's just going to be, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to enjoy watching this game because it's going to be kind of lackluster. for. Yeah, uh, and I'll kind of come to that point that Greg cut touched on, but first, before I get to my points of view on that factor, I'm going to get handed off to Brian real quick so he can get his thoughts on this game of the week. I agree with Wild Ed or uh, Greg. It's gonna be close, but I'm picking Green Bay to win it. They've been a lot more, you know, consistent than the Chiefs. I think a lot of it is, yeah, Mahomes has kind of been figured out a little bit, but it's not just Mahomes. Uh, teams have learned how to, you know, defend against Hill. You know, Kelsey's probably to me their biggest weapon. He's really hard to defend against, but also seems like teams are getting a lot more pressure on Mahomes. He's not having the time he needs to throw the ball. He's making uncharacteristic mistakes. I was really surprised when you said they had 17 turnovers. I did not know that. Uh, and now Aaron Rodgers still playing high high level. They have some injuries that you know they got to worry about, but I just think they're a lot more consistent and the, the better team right now. Yeah, I agree in that sense that Green Bay is definitely the better team. And last week for two-minute drill, I don't think you guys were here for that, but uh, I made the statement that he's with – Aaron Rodgers, you don't – it's kind of like a Tom Brady effect. You don't really bet against Aaron Rodgers unless proven differently. And it's the same factor in this sense. But I think that the Chiefs' issues aren't always Patrick Mahomes. And, yes, Greg's right in the sense that teams have definitely figured him out. But also Brian's definitely in the right in the sense that it's not all his fault. It's people have figured out how to defend Tyree Kill – They've tried their best to defend uh, Kelsey. But at the same time, they have no offensive line, no line to speak of to protect Patrick Mahomes. So he's going through his motions a lot quicker than he wants to. And he's going through his progressions a lot sooner. And he he's making dumb decisions that two previous seasons that we've seen him play never really had that issue. He never was really truly rushed as much as he is now. And now we're moving on to closing out this episode for our two-point conversion. And for this, we're going to have, as usual, our one prediction for this week in football. Greg, what do you got? 
Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier as far as uh, stuff to watch out and the Derrick Henry stuff. And I, I wanted to, I had a statistic ready that I didn't want to use per se. So I had to backtrack my discussion of Adrian Peterson. Um, but I honestly think my prediction is that Adrian Peterson is going to, going to shock a lot of people with, with what he's able to, uh, with the Titans. Um, he's shown as a 36 year old running back. He's, he's not washed up. He ran for 604 yards and seven touchdowns with the Lions last year. And I, I think that he's got a little bit left in the tank. And uh, I think that that can surprise a lot of people, uh, with this type of offense. Uh, Tannehill, I, I just think that this is going to be good. And I look forward to seeing what. Fair enough. Brian, what do you got? Uh, mine's going to be a little bit of a game prediction plus a what to watch out for them. Uh, I'm predicting the Bengals are going to beat the Browns. And I think uh, one thing to watch out for with that is the Browns last week, their offense just was not clicking. They're having trouble moving the ball against a very, admittedly, a very good Steelers defense. But they're getting a lot of people pressuring them to, you know, throw to OBJ, throw to OBJ, force it to them, which, you know, we've seen how that goes when you start forcing the ball to them. But, uh, I think they're going to throw to him a lot more this weekend. I'm not sure if he's going to have a big game or if he's going to have a lot of, you know, drop balls. But uh, I just think he's going to be one of the more interesting players to watch for. Did you see what Odell Beckham Sr. put out on Instagram and Twitter and all that about how Baker's not throwing to him? It's That's a huge slight, and I'm wondering what that's going to do in the locker room. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's massive in that sense because it's like – it's creating more tension than they need right at the moment. So for me, um, I'm going to go kind of along the same lines as Greg, but in the sense that I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to step up more as the QB than he probably had to all season because they pretty much relied heavily on Derrick Henry. And yes, I think that Adrian Peterson is going to surprise a lot of people. But you can't, like Greg mentioned, he's a 36-year-old guy who's a running back, nonetheless. You can't necessarily, yeah, you can't necessarily rely on someone who's probably on the and last legs of his career. He's probably going to retire within the next year or two, as much as you would as someone who like Derrick Henry. So I think that Ryan Tannehill is probably going to step up more than people are going to think he is. And I think Mike Vrabel doesn't get as enough credit as he's got a great pedigree. Obviously, us being from Ohio, we, what he did with Ohio State, stuff like that. Vrabel's a yeah, definitely. All right, and now moving on to our last thing being the football trivia of the week. What is the only NFL team to complete a perfect regular season? Dolphins. Oh, I had Miami Dolphins on that one. Didn't the Patriots have six season and then lost to the yeah, Super Bowl? That one. So it's only two. We're the only two teams. Yeah, Patriots and, Dol- and then Dolphins, and then they won the 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 Dolphins won the Super Bowl, so, so they went completely out under completing, including the postseason. Okay, yeah, I rephrased the question on that one because I didn't think they won the Super Bowl that year. Patriots lost. That was their only loss. But the Dolphins won the Super Bowl. So they, I think, was that 1972? If I'm not correct. Around there. I don't remember the exact year. Yeah, 72. Anyways, this concludes another episode of Deep Dive Sports 
two-minute drill. It's been another great episode with you guys. I want to say thank you for joining this week. And to our listeners, have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.